And that is us. Good good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, just, everyone. Just one minute into afternoon. Just one after one minute into the afternoon. I know it feels like I was uh, obviously I was just explaining to you there, Johnny. It does feel a bit strange for me, like given that I've not been awake very long. Uh, so <laughs> I've got my coffee. We're all good here. But uh, yeah, welcome, welcome everyone to our uh, OnlyFans style preview of Ireland v Scotland uh, happening. Uh, happening tom- tomorrow, 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 wow. the, and then that's the, it. No more Six Nations for another the finale year. of the Six Nations. Yeah, um, it's um, <clears throat> it's been. I think overall, in terms of the Six Nations, obviously it's been a it's been, it's been a, a strange one, and it was as if for me. So obviously we'll go through the teams. We'll have a, we'll have our thoughts on it and stuff, but. Uh, I was I was at a, a work event when the team came out yesterday and my phone exploded. Yeah, I was driving back from Dalkeith and I started getting like ping, 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 ping. And I was like, that'll yeah. be the team right now. Yeah. Did not expect to see what I, what I saw when I looked at the team, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I, I jumped out at lunch to do a quick video call with Cami, and uh, I thought he was joking. I, I genuinely thought it was. I thought it, I thought it was ripping me. Actually, I was like, "Ah, come on, no." So I was like, "That, that's 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 too easy, Cammy. You can't like get creative, <laughs> mate." But no, no. <clears throat> so I guess um, some of you, if you're tuning in and you have no idea whatsoever uh, what the, what we we're talking about just now, where have you been? What rock <laughs> have you been under for the last twenty four hours? Yes, the news is the King of Blairhorn himself um, has has been granted the keys to the number 10 shirt against one of the best defences in Europe. Um, Townsend was kind of quoted as, he, he seemed very um, bullish when questioned in the press as to why. Because obviously, I think a lot of the questions revolve around why is Finn being dropped as opposed to why is Blair being promoted? And Townsend was quite quick to kind of point out that, you know, he gave a lot of reasons why Kinghorn deserves a shot. But the reaction from Scotland fans, Johnny, <laughs> has perhaps not been quite as uh, supportive as Townsend's kind words were. No. Um I don't know how to word this. I'm, I'm not as anti the Blair Kinghorn experiment as some people are. I like, I understand it as a concept. The changes that have been made to the team this week for this game, I don't really understand. Personally. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. So let's let's walk through the the team. We will we will come back i think a lot of time will be spent talking about the 10 shirt but let's let's wander through the team i'll just get the right tab up <laughs> so, so uh well again are we going to go traditional 15 15 to 9 1 1 to 8 like normal do it. people do it. Do read, it. read it the way that it's on the site i suppose <laughs> they have actually done that that's good yeah they have um right so we've got um back back three of hog um darcy graham and Kyle Stain keeps his place. Uh, any any shock there, Johnny? Yes and no. I mean, Stain did all right. He's done all right for Glasgow through the year. If it was me, 
Eleven's probably where I would have put Blair Kinghorn, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like, given what else is going on around the the team and this this elections elsewhere, you can't really argue. Stain's probably the person that, that, with the players we've got available and the way we've we've put everybody else out, Stain is the person you'd put in at eleven. I would I would think probably. Yeah, I think I think that's fair, and I think we touched on it in the main pod as well that half the battle is being available, and you know. People are like, well, where's Rufus McLean? Where's this player? Where's that player? And it's like they're injured. Like we we have actually got quite a few injuries in in our backs now. So um I think Stains, as I said on Wednesday, Stains the next he is the next cab. And I yeah. think it's sen- sensible that he, he's in there. But I will heavily caveat that with I completely agree with your sentiment regarding <laughs> who indeed should be in the living shirt, but that's fine because of selections elsewhere. We've we've now we're now in this position, and I think it is a bold decision from Townsend because it really is sticking, is nailing those colours to the mast to say that we now consider we don't consider Blair as a winger or a fullback. We consider him as a ten. So yeah, no issue with staying for me. Uh, right. So centres, uh, Chris Harris, first choice pick as always. And uh, Sam Johnson keeps his place beside Good. him. Good. Did you see, I don't know if you did, um, I think it was Kevin Miller that put something out yesterday to say basically Scotland win when Sam Johnson plays and lose when he doesn't. And yeah. like, I think I think quite a few of us actually already knew that. I think Sammy's one of the most underrated players in the team for me. Yeah. Um, I'm always more than happy to see a, a team that's got him at 12 above basically any of the other choices, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I've said that a number of times on here. Uh, I've had many, many Twitter wars with people um, saying how Sam Johnson's finished. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, you act, do you actually watch rugby? I mean, come on, seriously. Uh, oh, I no, saw so, someone say Ross Thompson's finished the other day, and like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I did see that one. Yeah, yeah, that, that <laughs> that, was, that that's was... a big old tell me you don't know anything about rugby flag for me, but without saying, without saying you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I did. I liked that one. That was good fun. Yeah, he's he's finished. It's like yeah, he's been pro for less than two years. <laughs> um, right. You can tell there's a little bit of tension here, isn't there? There's a little <laughs> bit of uh, bitterness uh, going on here. Uh, right. We'll just we'll jump in here just before. Obviously, we're going to dot back and forth. But Dougie, oh, welcome, Dougie. Good to see you again, pal. Uh, is Craig staying off with the the rage against all the Blair, uh, King Blairhorn haters? I'm surprised he's not been hospitalised with all the virtual flying around on social media. Yeah, it's it. I mean, even in our little private chat, it's been quite funny. Yeah, uh, he's, and he's I, not a happy man. No, but he's working. That's the reason he's not. Yeah, yet, he's working. I he's, yeah, I think he's desperate to get to have a I was, about it. Yeah, it's really important for us to say he absolutely was invited along today. We did <laughs> not just decide that me and Johnny would take the reins today, uh, and we'll we'll touch on other other people's whereabouts. We will touch on later on, but uh, yes, Craig, hope hope work is going well, son. We are we are not slagging Blair Kinghorn quite as much as you would think. <laughs> yet uh, <laughs> so right um and without further ado yeah center so we're on to the halfbacks and yeah ali, ali price fresh from man of the match um last week um i mean is it fair to say we're getting to a position now where there's maybe only two or three decisions to be made 
if everyone is playing like to a reasonable standard, we could maybe question. I think the decision is that there is no other options at fifteen, but you could maybe yeah. maybe question whether form is acceptable there. But if everyone's playing to a reasonable level, like I think most of that backs now picks itself. I think so. Yeah. Um Chris Harris obviously basically chooses himself. Darcy Graham chooses himself. Uh Ali was fantastic last week, so he's kind of answered a few questions about his performance. Uh Sam Johnson, as far as I'm concerned, should pick himself. Yeah. Um I've nothing really massively against Tua Peloto or against Mark Bennett. But Sam Johnson is is the best option as far as I'm concerned. I think um, I think the thing I've got against two Peloto um, is that despite how, so when when he's played at twelve, I don't think he looks as good at twelve as he does at thirteen. Um, and that's what I commented when the squad was released that I would consider him a thirteen, Bennett a thirteen, Stain can play thirteen, um, Harris at thirteen. You know, I think it was five picks at thirteen. <laughs> it was like, yeah. all right, we're going a very particular way with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the on, the only real person who I'd say challenges Sam Johnson as a, an out and out twelve is Cam Redpath, and he's obviously yeah. injured again. So, totally that's... agree. Uh, Edinburgh fans John... would say James Lang, but. Oh, he, do you know he was all right when he when he was in the squad last year when he was still played for Quinns. He, he was okay, but he wasn't he wasn't Sam Johnson. And what what Sam Johnson's got is is a lot more comfort and experience playing with Ali Price, with Finn Russell, with Stuart Hogg than than James Lang did because Lang's never really been in the the setup with until he came to Edinburgh. He would he would turn up to the occasional Scotland training camp, and that was it. Whereas obviously. Sam's been at Glasgow for a long time. He's played alongside Finn there. He's played alongside Hoggy there. He's he still plays with Ali at Glasgow, so he knows everybody a lot better. And I think that obviously helps him as well as being a great player. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fair. So uh, we will we will no doubt come back to Kinghorn at ten, but just for full completion, obviously we have indicated. Let's repeat it again. This is not a drill, people. This is not a drill. <laughs> Where Kinghorn has been selected at ten for Scotland against Ireland. Uh, so we'll come back there. Let's go into the forwards now. So uh, up front, do you know what? I have to I have to give a shout out to a national news broadcaster have published the team sheet in the wrong way. I'm not using the SRU uh, site. I'm using the, a national news broadcaster and they've published it the wrong way. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of work in between the lines here. So <laughs> apologies in advance. Right, so up front, we've got uh, Pierre Schumann, George Turner, Xander Fagerson. Again, Little debate there. No. Um, partially because of depth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The the prop the prop uh, stock has been tested this time out, and yeah, the injuries to Soz and Ollie Kebble are uh, a bit of a disaster. <laughs> and the fact we have very few tight heads, yeah. if any. Although Simon Bergen again, I mentioned them on Wednesday. He must be sitting. Over at Glasgow, going, what have I done? Yeah, like potential first choice prop, potential yeah, first choice like, for quite some he, time. Is he starting t- tonight? I think he is. I believe he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yes. certainly in the Glasgow team, but I think he is starting. Yep. yep. So for for those that maybe just follow the international game, don't follow the pro clubs. Uh, it is the 1872 Cup tonight as well over at Scotston, uh, yep. Glasgow v Edinburgh. And interestingly, get... they they put the teams out. About eleven o'clock, half eleven yesterday morning for the, the Glasgow Edinburgh yeah. teams for the game. So then you start to see things like 
Simon Berger in the Glasgow team, Scott Cummings in the Glasgow team, Magnus Bradbury and Ben Velikot in the Edinburgh team. And so you start to get an idea of what the, the Scotland team was going to be like before it was even announced. I wonder if they do that. Like, So you would think the opposite would be the way to do it. Like, Have the main headline yeah. and then the small... I do wonder if it's just to stoke social media fires. Maybe. Like, yeah. Because it... I mean, it did. It started yeah. people. So... Uh, right, second rose. Hopefully, my connection's staying quite steady. It might not be, but uh, second rose. We've got Johnny Gray, and we we have got Grant Gilchrist. Uh, Johnny Gray returning from injury. It's been a huge miss this tournament. Huge yeah. miss, and uh, like I think, you know, the the old adage is absence makes the heart grow fonder, <laughs> right? And for me, seeing a team without Johnny Gray. And obviously, Jamie Ritchie now in a, a situation where he's going to be missing for quite some time. The team without Johnny Gray is like people were questioning Johnny Gray's position in that team prior to prior to injury. Like some fans, let's let's not say a majority, because some fans were asking, "What does he bring to that team? He doesn't carry that well, you know. He do, his work rates, he brings work rate, and that's it." And so, well, is that not a very crucial component of? Um, of being a second row lock at yeah. international level. Let's let's not forget that at the time that he was in in Glasgow, uh, well, not not in the times he was in Glasgow, but throughout history, more people have walked on the moon than evaded a tackle from Johnny Gray in the Pro Fourteen. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly, yes, that's a, such a good start. Um, yeah, it's great to see him back, and I think he'll 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 bring something to that team. He'll obviously, you know, he'll get through a prestigious amount of work. Um, I do wonder about the logic of it personally, and this is one of those decisions. Like, I get that you're trying to put your best team out to beat Ireland and maybe secure third place. Are we though? <laughs> well, that that, <laughs> that is open for debate, isn't it? Yes. That maybe is influencing my thoughts on Johnny Gray because realistically, I would like Johnny Gray to have a rest. You know, he's got a hard, a hard slog ahead of him for the rest of the season. He's going to be working hard at Exeter. They're going to, they'll make sure they get their pound of flesh out of him, and then you can then make a decision. If someone's missed a lot of rugby through the season, you can then make a decision to say, Do you know what, you could probably use you, you, you. You've got enough miles left in the tank for for the summer. Let's get you long experience. Could even captain the summer side. Or you say, go back to your club, batter into some work with your club. You'll get th- get through at the end of the season. Take the summer off. We're moving into a World Cup year, so let's you know pace ourselves. And we talked about this last World Cup as well. And remember how spent some of our boys looked out yeah. there. So I do wonder the logic for me of. It's not a dead rubber. It's not a dead rubber, but we're not going to win the tournament and we're not going to finish last. And I get that we should be trying to compete, but other decisions elsewhere have suggested that we're maybe experimenting a little bit. Yeah. So, strange one. You know, and it's like, when we did our Six Nations preview, I what I said at the time of the Six Nations preview, which I'm, I'm sticking by, is... I wasn't largely concerned about how the tournament as a whole goes. We've got to beat Ireland in 18 months. Yeah. When we get to the World Cup, if we want to get out of our pool in the World Cup, we have to beat Ireland. So what we should have been focusing on, as far as I'm concerned with this tournament, is building towards how do we beat Ireland. And 
for me, that means you put this is the game that we target, we put our best team out for. Rather than going all guns blazing to win the Calcutta Cup like we always do. Yep. If we weren't going to win the tournament, then this is the game I think we should have been targeting. So yep. I don't know, there's some strange decisions. It's it has. It's been a tournament of strange decisions. Now, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Oh, the Glaswegian in me is really, really upset about this. This hurts, right? Is Townsend maybe doing exactly that? And maybe he believes that the, the game plan to beat Ireland revolves around Blair Kinghorn at 10. Maybe he does. I think you would maybe disagree. <laughs> no, no, maybe. I don't think I do disagree necessarily. Um, and again, like, I'm sick of defending myself about saying one time that I thought Blair Kinghorn was all right. I do think Blair Kinghorn's all right. Blair Kinghorn's played played at standoff 10 times. He's played at standoff for Scotland once against Tonga. And like he's okay, he's not had a great tournament, but Finn Russell is a better player than Blair Kinghorn. Yeah. Like but Finn Russell is without a doubt in the top two or three players in this Scotland squad. He might be in the top five or ten Scotland players that we've ever had. Yeah. And I'd like and I don't think Blair Kinghorn's a terrible player. And like I said at the start, I don't necessarily disagree with the experiment of Blair Kinghorn as a 10. I don't think that Blair Kinghorn's ever going to be chosen ahead of Finn Russell if they're both playing their best. Yeah. And I think the other element to add to that is, and it's something I messaged, messaged the group about, like picking someone on the basis of a run out against a Tonga side who'd met two days previous, uh, some guys were arriving on the morning of the game. You know, it was like proper amateur o'clock. Picking, so yeah, he played well in that game and you can only play what's in front of you and that's really important. But for me, again, and I've talked about this, we haven't seen the evidence yet that he can run a game against a top side. Now, conversely to that, this is this opportunity. Blair Kinghorn can go out there against Ireland and if he can grab the game by the scruff of the neck and really dominate the game, that does shut up a lot of the doubters. You will be like, well, do you know what? Yeah, fair, fair, fair play to you, mate. I just, my concern is it's almost, and I'm going to be very careful afterwards to choose how I say things because I think, well, if Blair Kinghorn has a bad game or if Scotland have a bad game as a whole, Blair Kinghorn has been set up here to yeah. absolutely take it from everywhere I don't think that's really fair and I think Craig's Craig's made some very valid points on that very topic on the group chat, I don't think that is fair but ultimately that's part of the pressure that comes with being an international 10, we can talk all we want about the, the flack that Blair Kinghorn has taken to this point whether we agree with decisions or not but think like Finn Russell's taken flack in his career. Stuart Hogg's taken flack in his career. The documentary about the Irish uh, Tens, which is on the BBC, really interesting. The, the flack they take from their press. You know, Ten is a position that you're just going to have to accept that you're going to get criticism and people are going to yeah. always doubt you. And I think we, we kind of have to make a distinction as well about the fact that this is not all Blair Kinghorn's fault. No. So being being moved to 10, not his decision, not his fault, not his problem. 
being started tomorrow instead of Finn Russell, not his fault. So people go out and saying, oh, this is, uh, I can't believe this. Uh, like, how is Blair Kinghorn ended up being Ted instead of Finn Russell and blah, 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 blah. None of that is Blair Kinghorn's fault. A directed abuse of Blair Kinghorn and skepticism of Blair Kinghorn for all of that, that's not fair because he didn't choose any of this. However, if he does go out tomorrow and play really badly, then it's also not fair to say, oh, well, we can't, we can't land this on Blair Kinghorn because he got put in that position. Because he's, well, yeah, he's he did. chosen this, but he's chosen to be but a then professional he, rugby player. Yeah, exactly. And But then as soon as he steps out of the field, if it goes badly because he plays badly, then I'm sorry, but that is his fault. There'll be a lot of scrutiny on his performance, I think, and, and, and some of that will be fair, some of it will be unfair. I think I'm just really looking forward to Squidge's take on it when, when the time comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing that actually that I think is worth mentioning is something that a few people were saying on Twitter yesterday, um, and that we we are kind of letting Finn a bit off the hook here. Yeah. Yeah, that was because that the was... abuse that Finn was that was lined Finn was lined up to take if if tomorrow goes badly and Finn's playing and he doesn't play well, that he gets absolutely slaughtered for it. Yeah. And to be fair, he's had four games where he hasn't played particularly well. Yep. So so he is he is kind of getting let off the hook a little bit by the fact that that as you say say Blair Kinghorn has been lined up for a fall here. Yeah. Yeah. That it's a very interesting point because so part of me wonders Again, I've I've talked talked on the podcast at length about where I think maybe Finn Russell's at just now. I don't think he's necessarily happy. I don't think he's necessarily fit. Uh, I I'm curious about that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how fit he is. It it I mean, he just for me, it just doesn't look. It doesn't look in. It's not that he doesn't look in shape. He looks. He looks. You know, it looks like Finn Russell. He just doesn't have. It looks a half yard off the pace at all yeah. times just now, and mentally, it looks you know a couple yeah. of yards off the pace actually. I'll be so, interested to see what happens when he comes off the bench because I mean, like we saw what happened when he came off the bench for the Lions. Yeah, um, and and I imagine he's going to sit there absolutely human tomorrow afternoon. Well, that was Townsend was quoted as saying that he, when he initially spoke to Finn, Finn was. Uh, Something like extremely disappointed in the decision. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I'll tell mean... you what I think should happen if it was up to me is uh, at half time or 50 minutes, whatever, uh, Finn would come on and Hoggy would come off. Yeah. And Blake Hill goes to 50. Yeah. yeah. That, that, he... that would be my preferred outcome as well. Hoggy is the other one who needs to be. Who needs to understand he's undroppable and th- and like and this is what's annoyed me about the whole Blair Kinghorn thing it is not Blair Kinghorn and it's yep. nothing that he's done, but him being in, in the squad as the only ten for the last six weeks has taken a massive amount of pressure off of Stuart Hawk. Yeah, because if Finn's the if if Blair Kinghorn is the only ten in the squad, then he's the only person who could replace Finn Russell, but he's also the only person that could replace Hoggy. So. When it, where there's all this talk, there's been all this talk for five or six weeks about, oh, is Blair Kinghorn going to get his chance at 10? This is the Blair, Blair Kinghorn experiment. Blair Kinghorn's our new 10 or whatever. Well, then that means nobody's looking at Stuart Hawk, who's had four games probably worse than what Finn Russell's had. I, I would I would agree. I would agree. And I think it, that I know Craig kicked off on the podcast when we were, I was trying to make the point that no player can play two positions at once. Uh, and what I genuinely was meaning about that was, 
like literally Kinghorn is the only 10 cover, the only 15 cover. He can't play those two positions at once. So you, yeah. you, as you rightly say, you, can't, you, you need to drop one or other. So it's it's a frustrating quirk of the selection that's that's been done. But yeah, well, let's, let's fingers <laughs> crossed, we'll be watching from behind. Uh, well, actually, we will be watching. <laughs> we'll, well, I mean, we'll be watching from behind somewhere. Um, as as most of you know, right, we'll quickly touch on the bench, we'll touch on Ireland, and then we'll do a quick promo for what's going to happen this weekend, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, the bench, uh, Fraser Brown, out of nowhere. Yeah, that's an odd one. Uh, no, like for me, McAnally's not been great, but Brown has no no pedigree just now. He is is no. a penalty machine. Yes. Um, so that's a bold shout. Interesting, but let's see how we go. That's strikes someone not taking it seriously, but hey ho. Yes. Um, Alan Dell and WP Nell, which Squidge is right. That does sound great to say. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Sam Skinner as uh, the replacement lock. Uh, Josh Bayless um, looking to get a uh, get a cap off the bench. Uh, he's he's looked he's looked decent in. The in the club game, and uh, you know, there's been plenty of calls for him. He, he adds a certain abrasion to that back row that it'll be good to see. Yeah, I like Josh Yeah, a decent, very, very decent player. Um, then the the three three backs on the bench we've got Ben White, uh, which don't get me wrong, Ben Velcott looked great for the four minutes he was on, but um, I think Ben White for me has been the kind of breakout player of this tournament for Scotland. Uh, he's he's looked really good in in his cameos, um, pace and just he look, he looks like a Scotland scrum half. He looks like a, a direct replacement yeah. for Ali Price. So I've been really pleased with him. Then we've got the the sulking Finn Russell on the bench. He'll <laughs> not be sulky. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. So <laughs> Finn's on the bench with an energy drink, and then Mark Bennett gets his chance uh, from the bench as well, probably covering. I mean, covering 13 and wing, potentially. Unless Harris is covering wing. Unless Blair Kinghorn's covering Blair wing. Kinghorn, yeah. See, this is the... <laughs> I've got... This is, you know, what's going to happen, right? I've got, I'm finally going to make people understand that I don't hate Blair Kinghorn. They're going to start telling me I hate Mark Bennett. I don't understand. With, with so many versatile players in the Scotland squad, I don't think Mark Bennett covers anywhere apart from 13. Not anymore. In his, in his younger days, he could play him in the wing because he had yeah. steering pace. But two two ACL re- uh, reconstructions yeah. are probably yeah. so so and, fit. And so this is, that. you know, like you said earlier with Johnny Gray, this is what I don't understand because this this team seems to be going in two different directions. Yeah, like clearly, if you're player, playing Blair Kinghorn at ten, then you're experimenting. But if you're experimenting, why are you playing Johnny Gray? Why are you risking him when he's just come back from injury? If you're experimenting, why is Fraser Brown on the bench and not you and Ashman? Yeah. So, so in some places it looks like we're consolidating because we've got Johnny Gray back in, we've got Fraser Brown back in, who's the most experienced hooker in the squad. But then in other ways, we're starting Blair Kinghorn at ten. And we don't me. have you and Ashman in. We don't, you know, we've got we could have had Jamie Hodgson in. Yep. For a second row cover, there's plenty of players, really versatile players. We could have had a run out off the bench as our extra back. So why is Mark like with all due respect to Mark Bennett, why why is Mark Bennett there? If this is an experimental team, why is why is there what he's what thirty? You know you know what Mark uh, yeah, it'll be about that. Yeah, you know what he brings, you know what he does. Yeah. And is and like p- being perfectly honest, where he is in his career and, and the way he's playing at the moment, 
the cover that he can give off the bench is pretty limited. Yeah. So he's not an experimental choice. Fraser Brown's not an experimental choice. Johnny Gray is a big risk, and we know exactly what Johnny Gray can do. So, yeah, I just I just don't understand why it's so experimental in some places and and so almost bordering on regressive in other places. It, it just the, doesn't make sense. This is the Harvey Two Face of. Of Scotland yes. squads. We, 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 I was watching a Batman promo just before this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the Harvey Two-Face of Scotland squads. Uh, so speaking of direction, uh, Ireland, the Irish team, um, I think there's only one direction Ireland are going to be going. Um, that will be straight as the North Star. Um, yeah. They picked a very experienced side. Um, so the headlines are uh, Ian Henderson gets... Uh, gets a run out, obviously uh, replacing uh, Jack Ryan, um, uh, who had that that head knock. Uh, you've got Mac Hansen comes in uh, on the wing, and uh, Jack Conan, who I always like. Jack Conan, I think he's a very very good. Player. That that back row is pretty terrifying. Our yeah. back row is good. It's the one that we all want to see. Um, so it should be a battle. But geez, oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to be. Again, if Ireland can get that physical dominance at the breakdown, then yeah, we're we're going to be up against it. But I mean, the thing with this Irish team is, again, obviously they put England away. They made hard work of it, and again, I think the physicality Ireland have been bringing has been very impressive. But there's perhaps been times where composure hasn't been completely their thing, and I would even say, and I said in the podcast that. A lot of that has, or I said on another podcast, sorry, a lot of that has come from, for me, Johnny Sexton is still the wrong man at 10 for them. And he actually slows down so much of what Ireland are doing. And yeah, cause... and the, the problem is that it's it's basically a nightmare halfback combination because Sexton is too slow and Gibson Park is too fast. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So you've got... And then you've got your two centres outside that who are both, so Aki barely touched the ball at the weekend, and then Ringrose has kind of been hung out to dry for making errors, but he's getting isolated because you've got nothing around him. Yeah. Um, so, you know... Annoyingly, I think some of the areas where we could get to Ireland uh, looked weak against England last weekend, and that makes me think that that's not going to happen again this weekend. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be like, right up. You look, at, you look at that front row and you think potentially... Maybe Shumi and and Xander can get after that front row, but they were so sloppy last week yeah. that you think that that's not like they're not going to be as sloppy this week as they were last week. And you know, Furlong's one of the best props in the world, and he had a I don't he know whether he had a stinker or whether he just like wasn't getting any help, and Ellis Gange was like some sort of demon on the wrong side week. of the ref. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen again. No, unfortunately, no. I would have liked it to happen this week instead of last week. Yeah, and from from Ireland in terms of the bench as well, you've you've kind of got all the oh, it's, it reads like a who's who of people I don't like. Uh, <laughs> so Rob Herring, Kilcoyne, Bealham, Treadwell, uh, Mohani, Murray, Carberry, Henshaw. I mean, it's oh, I kind of hope like Ireland decide to put like Conor Murray on quite early, and then we just watch like. I once I played. He changed the game for them last week. He did actually, <laughs> but I like. I think that was his. I think he's a busted flush now with that. I think he's done his bit now, and it'll be back to box kicking uh, to within an inch of his life. I once played in the slowest centre partnership I think in, in the history of rugby, and I think that Murray and Sexton would challenge 
like <laughs> from a halfback perspective. Uh, so, but anyway, so predictions we were fairly sure as an Ireland win. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, damage limitation. Yeah, do you know, like if we can get a bonus point, we can still be third. But I just don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. Unless unless Finn comes in with with forty or forty minutes, half an hour to go, and goes turbo, then because I mean, like ideally, the ideal scenario, well, the ideal scenario is is that we win. But but if we lose like 34, 38, we get two bonus points, and then yeah. we'll be clear in third. Can't see it happening, but ugh, I don't know. Well, I, I, a, I, I don't feel much confidence. Let's put no, it that way. No, and that's, that's a really nice segue to, to finish us off. Uh, can't see it happening. Well, where you will be able to see it happening <laughs> is... Oh, <laughs> Very nice. I thought, oh, so honestly, when we were sponsored, I was, I was the master at those segues. Uh, so yeah, where you can see it happening with your favourite podcasters is over at Portobello Rugby Club this Saturday. Uh, there is, as some of you will know, there's a whole range of activities going on and uh, myself, Johnny, Ian and Craig will all be there uh, doing a kind of pre-post-mids, you know, let's see what happens sort yeah. of approach to put... Basically, what we do on our podcast, rev- revolving around winging it, we will be replicating that uh, in Portobello Rugby Club. All are welcome. Get yourself along. Uh, I think there's a touch tournament and all sorts of things going on around the club, so be really interesting. Uh, you will notice I didn't mention Cammy's name. Sadly, uh, our divine leader himself would be present uh, due to... I think you can imagine due to what. Yeah, uh, I, bet you can, I bet you can guess. <laughs> I bet you can guess, yes. He's been with us for a couple of years, so, you know, <laughs> just, it's not because of Blair Kinghorn's starting at 10. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, but, yeah, so we, we'll do our best to hold the fort over there. Uh, there's going to be some quizzes, a wee bit of fun and games going on, and it will be Pod versus... Uh, oh, pod versus Porty. Pod, pod, uh, and for some reason in my head, I had, like, Pandy going on. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, is that not from like like Fireman uh, Sam? Fireman Sam, yeah. I was like, we're not we're not playing a Welsh village, uh, <laughs> like and none of us are a fireman. So what's going on? Uh, yeah, Pod versus Porty. Thank you, Johnny. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in a couple of games. So if you want to come along and see us make a well embarrass ourselves and do the yeah. usual stuff uh, do, be do remember if you come along that McGinty is an Irish name so if you see me wearing green just mind your business exactly exactly that's uh, all I'm going to say that's how oh, confident I am about tomorrow that's how confident you are I like, I like that <laughs> uh, and yes just remember as well these podcasters we also have mothers so be nice to us <laughs> 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 bit of an end joke there, but uh, yeah, so I hope lots of you can come along. Uh, it should be a cracking wee day. Uh, looking forward to seeing as many of you as we can, and there will be plenty of years had by all, I'm sure. Uh, and yes, we'll probably be watching, uh, I think we're watching all the games, but there will be, I'm sure, the Scotland Ireland will, will be kind of done through fingers uh, <laughs> from behind a couch somewhere, but uh, yeah, so that is that is us. Um, that final only fins of the Six Nations. Um, thanks to everyone that's joined us throughout this wee, wee section. Uh, we enjoyed doing these wee preview pods, and hopefully we can see a few years tomorrow. Hopefully Scotland get a win. 
and we can have a happy clappy pod next Wednesday. Uh, we'll be looking, obviously, at Six Nations review quite soon. Um, I'm sure the 1872 might get mentioned as well. Well, we'll go, see who wins go, first. Go Glasgow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it should be a good game. So, uh, yeah, so uh, with that, it is, I guess, goodbye from myself and goodbye from Johnny. Bye-bye-bye. See you tomorrow, hopefully.